Now that it is starting to warm up outside, I feel like these warmer, sunnier days, they're just like calling to me. I want to be outside. I want to be busy. I want to be doing things. And I am so glad that when I'm feeling that energy and I want to go and do that I have factor right there in my fridge so that I don't have to worry about tons of prep for food, big messy meals. I don't have to think about like, oh, what am I going to feed myself this week. It's all done for me with Factor. And thanks to Factor's fresh, never frozen meals that are dietitian approved, they're just ready to eat in two minutes. So no matter how busy I get, no matter what the kids have going on, no matter what is on the calendar this spring and summer, I have nutritious, great tasting meals ready to go. And with over 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. I've been loving those add-ons personally. Like you have everything from breakfast to dessert and you can stay fueled with these easy nutritious options you all know my husband likes to take them into the hospital i like them for those busy days where i'm on the go with the kids and i can treat myself to these restaurant quality meals in just two minutes and we're talking really great ingredients here like blackened salmon yes please and all of that without shopping prepping cooking or cleaning up so head to factormeals.com in minutes 50 and use code in minutes 50 to get 50 percent off your first box plus 20 percent off your next month that's code in minutes 50 at factormeals.com slash in minutes 50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Hi everyone. Um, this is Kelly from the future and <laughs> I just wanted to let you know that as I was recording this episode, the sound is a little bit different because I wasn't recording in my closet. There's a little bit of like a equipment issue. And so I had to go to my co-working space to record it. So if you hear some sounds in the background or the audio sounds a little bit different, I apologize for that. Um, it'll be back to normal on Sunday, but yeah, that's it. Enjoy. Hello everyone. Welcome to this episode of the Mindful Minutes podcast. Today we are doing a freeform episode, so no guided practice today, but we are going to talk about a really simple and foundational meditation practice or meditation style, which is breath meditation. So we're going to be talking all about it what is it? How is it different than breath work? How do you practice breath meditation? What are some of my favorite breath techniques to incorporate during meditation? All of that. We're going to be talking about it. You guys really seem to be loving this kind of 101 series, I guess, where we just kind of look at the foundational stuff, the basics, breaking it down. So today we are doing breath meditation. So one, um, Fun. One quick and fun announcement. So I am going to be doing a final at-home retreat before I go on maternity leave. And another reminder, maternity leave won't really impact the Mindful in Minutes podcast. Um, I am doing my best to be working ahead, creating meditations for you guys. I'm scheduling them so that they will run while I'm on maternity leave, because I can't leave you hanging without your practice, but it will impact um, things like at-home retreats, like if you work with me individually, one-to-one, um, things like that, because I'll be away from my inbox for a little bit, because I'll be taking care of little 
baby Poppy and Porkchop and figuring out what the heck life is like as a mother of two. But circling back to (laughs) where I started here, I want to do one more live at home retreat before I take off on maternity leave. So if you want to join me on Sunday, August 13th from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Central Time or Chicago Time, you can join me for the Summer Tranquility at Home Retreat. So if you have come to these before, you know that they're really fun. They're such a nice way to like carve out a few hours to just really care for yourself, to do kind of have this little mini retreat experience just from your living room or wherever you're doing it. Um, this one in particular is going to be all around like like unwinding, quieting the body, relaxing the mind, and energetically resetting. So what we'll be doing during our three hours together is we'll begin with an opening ritual and intention setting ceremony. Then we're going to do a relaxation gentle flow. We will do a workshop on reading auras, which is probably one when we do retreats in person, probably one of my favorites and everyone else's favorites. I'm going to teach you guys how to work with auras and like read your own, read other people's. We're going to do a guided meditation for total tranquility. We will end with a sound bath and then a closing ritual. And that will kind of round out our time together. This retreat is open to anyone who wants to join it. Obviously it'll be pregnancy friendly. I am like, um, very pregnant at this point. So if I can do it, you can do it. And if you register, you will get access to a replay. So it is a pay what you can event. Um, they're just donations and all that money goes back into the show and supporting um, the work that I'm doing. So I will put all the information in the show notes, or you can head over to yoga slash at dash home dash retreats. Um, but just click the link in the show notes. It's there. And then you can make a donation and save your spot. So that's that. I hope to see you again. If you can't make it live, that's okay. I'll send you a replay. And yeah, I'm really, I'm just really looking forward to this one. It'll be so nice to do this one more time live before, um, I go on a little bit of a break. So you can go quick, sign up for that in one little hot second. And, um, yeah, pause me for one second, sign up for that. And hopefully now you're back with me to talk about breath meditation. So this is one I I couldn't believe I recently embarked on this like project slash journey in which I was completing my spreadsheet. I have this whole spreadsheet. I'll just give you the SparkNotes version. Um, But on the episode where I talked about how I plan mindful in minutes, I talk about this spreadsheet. It's color coded. It has every podcast episode in it. Um, It indicates whether it's a meditation or free form, the topic, all sorts of different notes, like for myself in there. But I only started doing this like elaborate spreadsheet kind of at the end of 2021, which means that there was one, two, three, four years that did not exist in this spreadsheet. So I had to do some work on the back end of the podcast, just like some nitty gritty stuff. And I decided, well, I had to comb through some old episodes um, for just like a logistics thing that I was going to complete my spreadsheet, which means I went through like the last five and a half years and filled in 2020, 2019, 2018, and 2017 episodes. And it was a really interesting experience because I just sat down. It took me like, it took me a while, a couple of days, like 
it was quite the project. But as I was doing it, I looked at all the topics of the meditations that I'd covered, like, you know, little points on what techniques were used, things like that. And it also, then I was digging into kind of my analytics and, you know, what you guys really seem to like. And you guys love the breath meditations, or maybe, I don't know, even if you don't love them, you're listening to them a lot. And it's something that I get asked about a lot, like breath, breath work, breath meditation. And as I was going through the last five and a half years, I realized I'd never done anything like specifically on breath meditation and that this would make such a great kind of 101 foundational episode. So let's dive into breath, just looking at like what it is. So the first time that I was introduced to breath was pranayama in yoga. So the eight limbs of yoga, I know I've talked about this before, but I started, those of you that are newer to me, I started as a yoga teacher and then meditation came a little bit further along on the journey. But there are these um, eight different limbs to yoga. Meditation is one. Pranayama is one. The poses is one. There's these eight different components, which the eight limbs of yoga might make its own like 101 episode. It might make a good one. We'll see. So I was first introduced this idea of breath work or pranayama. So pranayama or breath work is used during, after, or in theory could be its own yoga practice to help deepen your practice and enhance your body and mind. So it's really about kind of the regulation of breath through specific exercises and techniques. So pranayama is comes from kind of these two root words, one being prana, which means like energy or life force, and then the other being yama, which means control. So it kind of boils down to this idea of like pranayama is a means of controlling energy or your life force. So breath and energy are often synonymous, especially in the yoga and meditation world. So there's this idea of the koshas or the different layers of our being. This you've heard about in Yoga Nidra if you've listened to that episode. But it's basically this idea that like we aren't just a physical body, um, but we have these different layers or sheaths. We call them koshas. So the first one is our physical body, right? That's the one that you see when you're walking around every day and you see people, you're seeing their first kosha. But the layer beneath that, and there's five koshas, we won't go through all of them. But the second one is the energetic body. So that is like the body where the chakra system is, or when you're working with meridians and acupuncture, you're working with that energetic body. When you get energy work done or Reiki, that's working with the energetic body. And it's unique language or the way that you really work with that specific energetic body is through breath. So each one of these layers that we have has its own kind of like language or way to access it and the energetic body's language or style or access style is breath so pranayama again kind of controlling the energy or life force not only is breath a physical practice of course you know we breathe in and our lungs expand and that oxygen goes through our capillaries and it's you know a physical process of inhaling and exhaling but it also works really deeply on an energetic level as well so pranayama are breath specific 
practices and they often get put into like three different energetic categories. You have like activating, neutral, and deactivating. Or another way you can think about it as like it energizes you or increases your energy or it just kind of like clears and aligns and balances. Like it doesn't activate or deactivate your energy, just kind of that neutral space. And then there's more kind of like relaxing or deactivation breath techniques or breath meditations that you can do. And they usually fall into those kind of three main categories, activating, neutral, or deactivating. So a quick example of like a deactivating breath would be a relaxation breath, which we do a lot here on this podcast, which is where you make your exhales longer than your inhales. Where a activating breath might be something um, like in yoga, we call it a kapalabhati breath. I've seen it referred to as like a quote coffee breath, Um, but it's like you take a big inhale and then lots of short little exhales. It's like, and you do like these little exhales. It's kind of a common breath in kundalini yoga, but that tends to be like very energizing for the body. And then you have kind of this like net neutral energetic breath, which might be like an inhale and exhale, even in length, or when you're just naturally like just effortless breath, not changing it in any way, not manipulating it in any way or extending or shortening any part of the breath. We're just taking like those easy, simple, effortless belly breaths. That's kind of an energetically like neutral breath. We're just kind of working with our breath and letting it flow effortlessly. So something to keep in mind when we dive into breath meditation in general is that it's such a wide umbrella because there's so many different breath techniques and practices that you can use for your meditation that all kind of fall under this very big umbrella of like breath or breath work. But by and large, they fall into those three categories, activating, deactivating, and neutral. And there's so much that falls under this breath umbrella that it's hard to kind of go into all of it, which is why we're really focusing on like the foundational, the one-on-one. But just for some context, like breath meditation is its own module and like my meditation teacher training because there's just so much to dive into with this because breath is so important. It is essential, but it's also so simple. And it's like, we're all breathing, obviously. Like if you're listening to this podcast, hopefully you are breathing. But it's like the thing that I love about breath meditation and breath work. So you really don't need anything to do it. You already have what you need and it's not It's not complex in any way. You don't need to use your imagination or visualization, although you can weave that into breath, but it's something that you can do anywhere. You can utilize it so easily and it really can be quite simple and versatile at the same time. And so I really enjoy breath meditation and weaving breath techniques into meditation because it's so simple to access, it's so powerful, but it also kind of works on that energetic level as well. So going back to hopefully everyone is breathing, and if you aren't breathing, 
this is my invitation for you to take like a big deep breath here because it feels um, really good. Also, I personally have been thinking a lot about breathing because as Poppy gets bigger and bigger in my belly, it becomes harder and harder for me to breathe. And I feel like I'm always like, like gasping for air um, because she's just squishing up on my lungs. But that's all right. We're still breathing. We, we love her no matter what, even if she's taking up my lung space. But some of the benefits of breathing, of breath work, of like deep controlled breathing. So it does encourage mental clarity. And again, you guys know my standard for it only hits the benefits list if it has been studied, if it is published in like a reputable peer-reviewed place with a large sample size, then it makes the cut for included in the benefits. So it does encourage mental clarity. So even just taking a few deep breaths, it can help to kind of bring that mental clarity or allow people to not feel so scattered or overwhelmed. It kind of mentally helps to reset. It also helps to release toxins from the body. So And, you know, toxins is kind of, you know, it's a little bit of like, I don't know about that word sometimes, because I think sometimes we, we turn it into this like, you know, bad thing. Basically, when we exhale, our body is releasing a lot of like waste, right? It's releasing like CO2, which for the body is a technically a waste gas. It also helps with your circulatory system, also your lymphatic system, which all has to do with kind of the the um, movement and release of different like waste products in the body. It works generally with the respiratory and circulatory system for that. I don't always like necessarily using the word like toxins or detoxify. I think sometimes that can get us in some tricky territory, but a lot of the um, like elimination that our body does of things that it does not need is through the exhalation. So breathing out. And in order to breathe out, we need to breathe in. It also can help with discomfort, physical discomfort and pain. We know this, right? Where, you know, you take a deep breath or, you know, even when I take birthing classes, they give different breath techniques to help with, you know, the discomfort and pain of contractions, things like that. There is a tie between breath and physical and emotional discomfort. Deep breathing helps to boost not boost, helps to strengthen your immune system and replenish your immune system. It can also boost your energy and elevate your mood, as well as stabilize your blood pressure and your heart rate. So if you've ever gone to the doctor and they're taking your blood pressure, maybe it's a little bit high, and then they say, okay, we'll come back and recheck it later. Like if you usually just like sit quietly and take like a few like deep breaths, um, it'll help to kind of reduce your blood pressure and um, heart rate. And it can also help to reduce your anxiety as well. So there's a lot going on even beyond that when we're breathing in terms of benefits. Also, I left out the biggest one. Um, We need to breathe to live. So that is important, of course. And I think it's not to be 
underscored because breath really is like the thing, you know, one of the foundational things that we need for survival. It's also something that we do automatically. It's like we just hopefully after every inhale follows an exhale. And after that exhale comes another inhale when we're focusing on our breath or when we're not focusing on our breath. There's also a component of breath that is tied to our digestion. So anatomically speaking, when we're breathing, um, so think about your diaphragm. We're going to start there. The diaphragm kind of sits like this balloon and it is, you know, if you guys could see my hands, which hello, you can't, this is a podcast, is audio only. Um, but the diaphragm is kind of like, um, like the top of a bubble. So if you've ever seen, you know, like a, a bubble floating on the surface of like a lake or a bathtub or something like that, right? Like it's that little kind of like dome. So it sits like that right underneath our lungs. So when we inhale, we breathe in the diaphragm presses down on our internal organs, which just places them a little bit, which is what makes the belly like rise or stick out on the inhale it's because the diaphragm which is a muscle pushes them down and then the belly comes out and the reason it pushes down is then it makes room for the lungs to expand and then when you exhale then the diaphragm is going to lift back up kind of returning to that more dome shape the lungs will you know contract and release and that's what creates kind of that like you know, that up and down. So we inhale, we have the pressing down of the diaphragm, the expanding of the lungs, and then the exhale, we have that process kind of reverse itself. I think we often forget that the diaphragm plays such a huge role in breathing. The diaphragm is a muscle. And so as we focus on more breath, or we do even just belly breathing, a lot of what that has to do is engaging the diaphragm with your breath, creating room for the lungs to expand so that you can get that big, full inhalation that you need. Because many of us when we're breathing, yes, we are breathing, there's air moving in and out of our body. We know this because we are alive. But like if I were to work with a brand new student or client and we were incorporating some breath, the first thing that I would do is kind of teach them how to breathe properly. And what that looks like is having them kind of lay on the ground. And this is something you can do, you know, for yourself if you want. Lay on the ground with the knees bent and place one hand on the belly and one on the chest. And I have them just take a few deep breaths, just a few breaths, effortless, and just notice which hand is moving more. So for a lot of us, we have a tendency to breathe up into our chest or do more shallow breathing. And we have to retrain ourselves to take that full, deep belly breath. We need to learn how to engage the diaphragm and to get that full capacity of breath. Because I don't know about you, but if I'm going to take a breath, I would like to get all that I'm supposed to get out of it instead of taking these like, like little, like shallow breaths. Like I want to get the whole thing. And so the first piece to learning how to incorporate breath into meditation is just about learning how to breathe in general. And so maybe this is something you can do. You could either pause me right now if you're just hanging out, but I know a lot of you are like driving or walking or, you know, doing a chore or something like that. So maybe tonight when you're laying in bed, you can kind of test and see like, you know, where does my breath go in my body? 
That, my friends, is the sound of another sale on Shopify. And let me tell you, when I first started podcasting, I was not thinking about an online store at all. I was just excited that I had figured out how to basically create an audio file and get it out into the universe. I wasn't thinking about the possibilities or what things would look like years on down the road. And now that I'm selling books and decks and meditation scripts, I have found that not only is an online store so important, but it is so easy now that I've discovered Shopify. And Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business, whether you're just starting out or maybe you just hit your millionth sale. Shopify has amazing support to help you along the way, and it helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, and it's 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Plus, you can sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. And like, honestly, the one thing I wish I would have done differently with my online store is just started it sooner. And Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S., And the reason is, is because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. So you can sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash mindful, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash mindful now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash mindful. This episode is brought to you by Cozy Earth, and I'm thrilled to tell you about them because I've loved Cozy Earth since before they even sponsored this podcast. Now, Cozy Earth creates these luxurious bedding products. We are talking about like the softest bed sheets you have ever felt in your life. I'm speaking from experience. Also, these amazing like sleepwear products, loungewear, like anything that you need to create this amazing soft, cozy sleep sanctuary in your own home, Cozy Earth has it. And about a year ago, I just, I kind of went for it and I ordered one of their bamboo sheet sets. And since then, I now have acquired four of their (laughs) sheet sets because I love them so much. Like I pulled out that first set. It was so soft and cozy. And I was like, I cannot go back to basic bedding anymore. Like I felt like I was sleeping in this like soft billowy cloud and I had to get two sets for both of my bedrooms in my house immediately. And in honor of Mother's Day and the fact that all mothers and anyone who has a mother or who has had a mother deserves amazing sleep, right now you can use code MINDFUL for 35% off at CozyEarth.com. That is an exclusive Mother's Day offer. You are going to want to go and snag yourself some goodies at Cozy Earth. So get some for yourself. Also get some for your mom because what says thank you mom more than luxurious bedding? And she'll think of you every single night when she goes to bed and she's like, this is so comfy. I'm thinking about my amazing kid that gave me this wonderful Cozy Earth gift. Let's be honest, mom deserves it. So head over to CozyEarth.com and use promo code MINDFUL for an exclusive 35% off. Soft as a mother's touch, Cozy Earth wishes you a happy Mother's Day. Again, lay on your back, bend your knees, one hand on the belly, one on the heart. And notice when you breathe in a natural, effortless way, like where does the breath go? And then try to send it down into your belly so that you're just feeling kind of that rise and fall of the belly with the inhale and exhale. So then you know that you're engaging the diaphragm when you do it. This is also why often a lot of the meditation practices on this podcast start with some kind of breathing. 
One, because not only does it send a signal to your sympathetic nervous system and your parasympathetic nervous system saying, hey, it's time to start unwinding, like it's, you know, the body can quiet down, we're breathing, we're safe. So not only sends a physical signal to the body that, you know, you're safe, it's okay to kind of unwind and practice this meditation, but it's also kind of doing this little mini breath training of focusing on our breath and sending it down low into the belly. So we're engaging the diaphragm and getting a full inhale and a full exhale, which is, you know, essential to our existence. And it's also the way that we were designed to breathe. So when we start breathing properly, you know, so much happens. Not only is it better for our bodies, our oxygen, oxygen consumption, circulation, but it also helps with all sorts of things. Like if you do any kind of like exercise or any kind of like sport or sport training or you're a runner or a diver or even like a singer or a voice actor. Um, There's so many different things where once you learn how to breathe and engage the diaphragm, it really not only makes things easier, but you notice a big difference in your body. So switching gears specifically into breath meditation and what that is. So remembering our definition of meditation is just single pointed concentration. So that means that you are taking all of your mental power. Again, your mind is a light bulb. And when we meditate, we're turning that light bulb into a laser pointer and we're focusing that laser on just one thing single pointed concentration and then you get to choose what that point of concentration is it can be anything it could be a body scan it could be a mantra it could be a visualization that i'm leading you through on this podcast or a very common one is your breath so you're focusing all of your attention on your breath maybe it's just the inflow and outflow of breath maybe it's a certain breath technique but we're focusing only single point of concentration on the breath. That is the definition of breath meditation. So think of it as this style of meditation where not only is your point of concentration the breath, but like you are completely immersed in the sensation of breath or in the experience of breath. Again, that could be through effortless breathing, following your breath. It could be through a specific breath pattern and you're using this to be the vehicle that drives your meditation practice. So this is one of the oldest forms of meditation. When you look back into like ancient practices of meditation, many of them are breath focused. I think this is because like we need to breathe to live and we all breathe. Also, it just seems like breath work and breath meditation is just something that has always been seen as a way to kind of energetically elevate and kind of access deeper and different parts of you. So traditional breath meditation is where you just focus on the sensation of your breath. It's like being the observer of your breath and that's it. So being that objective observer, like just following the breath moving in and out of the body. You will hear me talk about this a lot or use this a lot at the beginning of a lot of our meditation practices because it is so simple and powerful. So you'll hear me say something, you know, like begin by taking a few deep breaths or begin to follow your breath as it moves in and out of your body or 
Follow the pathway the air takes as it moves in and out of your body. That is just kind of a traditional, simple, just few rounds of sort of that breath meditation or just observing the breath and being that objective observer. A big piece to breath meditation is also having a strong meditation position. And what I mean by that is it doesn't have to be sitting crisscross applesauce on the floor or anything like that. It's like you need to find a position that works for your body for meditation. So recapping what that means, because it's not just sitting crisscross applesauce. It could be laying on the ground. It could be, you know, laying on the ground with knees bent, sitting in a chair, It works as a meditation position as long as you can find a comfortable position, as long as you can breathe without anything getting in the way, right? So we're not like twisted in any way. We're not slumped over. We can relax enough where we aren't holding physical tension in our bodies, but we're maybe not so relaxed that we're going to fall asleep. So as long as we are um, kind of meeting that criteria, it works. So for me, that might look like sitting on the ground, but I like to sit on either like a bolster or a meditation cushion to elevate my hips. For breath practices, sometimes I like to lay on my back and bend my knees. Like you can play around with it. It doesn't have to look the way we always see it, like on social media. Um, You just need to be able to breathe without anything getting in the way so you can get full use out of that respiratory process of breath. So that's, that's important. So if you don't feel like you have a strong meditation position, try playing around with it a little bit, especially on Sunday's meditation, which will be like a breath control meditation. Um, try to really find a position that works for you and your breathing for that practice. If you want to try something new, that'd be a great time to kind of try something new. So once you've done that, I really like to start with just kind of warming up the breath. So again, a few rounds of being an observer of breath, connecting with your breath, sending it down low into the belly, kind of just getting that full inhale and exhale, not in a forced way, but just, you know, letting the lungs naturally expand all the way and gently release and contract all the way. Just kind of like, you know, warming up before you go and you lift weights. So I like to start a breath meditation of just becoming aware of the breath, kind of warming up that breath muscle. Then I'll usually go into some kind of a breath specific technique. Now, again, there's so many things that fall under this umbrella. So in a moment, I'm going to share some of my personal favorite ones, especially if you're just starting with a breath meditation. But I like to either do some kind of like a counting breath or a breath that syncs up with a visualization. So that could be, you know, on the inhale, um, see the color you know, blue and on the exhale, see the color red or, um, you know, it can be breathing into specific parts of your body. Like if you have, maybe if you're experiencing a lot of low back pain, it can be, you know, every time you inhale, imagine the low back is expanding. And when you exhale, imagine it's relaxing, releasing tension. It could be something like alternate nostril breathing. My yogis might be familiar with like ujjayi breath or that, um, you know, Kapalabhati breath, kind of that quick, like, <laughs> breath. <laughs> it was really weird to be, like, sitting in a room alone in front of a microphone being like, <laughs> but, you know, here I am. It can be anything. 
that's my point here is that you, any kind of a breath specific, anything works for a breath meditation. Now diving into a few of my favorites, I think these are all very beginner friendly, but also really powerful for anyone who considers themselves, you know, beyond a beginner's level because they're just, I think they're easy to remember. They're really useful. They're powerful and they're simple. So one of my favorites is going to be the relaxation breath. And that is where you make your exhales longer than your inhales. You'll hear me use this a lot in yoga nidra practices, in stress relief meditations and relaxation meditations. And what that, what it is, is you basically just inhale naturally and then extend your exhale. So usually it'll be like an inhale for four and an exhale for seven. But what I will say about specific like counting breaths is that like an inhale for four and exhale for seven. For some people that might not feel right. Maybe they need an inhale for five and an exhale for eight or an inhale for three and an exhale for six. Like you can play around with it a little bit, but the trick to the relaxation breath is that exhale is longer than the inhale. Now, the reason that this one works is because, or works to relax your body, is because it mimics what happens when we are relaxed and actually I'm getting tired and ready to go to sleep. So when you yawn, which I'm sure a lot of you, when I say that, then you like yawn. So we probably all just like collectively yawned together. But what happens is that a yawn is actually a forced inhale. So when we are winding down for the night, we're tired. What happens is we tend to exhale a little bit more than we inhale. And then our bodies will be like, oh no, I'm exhaling too much or I'm releasing too much CO2. I need more oxygen. And it'll force an inhale to kind of reset, which is what a yawn is. So the reason that this relaxation breath works is that we're mimicking that kind of wind down sensation that we experience like as we get tired by making our exhales a little bit longer than our inhales. And this is a technique. It really does work. I use it a lot. Like you guys know, I get stressed out on airplanes. And so using that relaxation breath, it just kind of says, Hey, fight or flight, like you can calm down a little bit and we can start kind of moving to a more relaxed, neutral state. So that's the relaxation breath. A balancing breath is exactly what you think it is. So this is one of those, um, energetic neutral breath. So the relaxation breath is obviously like a deactivating breath. The um, balancing breath is inhales and exhales even in length. So we're neither activating by really focusing on the inhale or deactivating by focusing on the exhale. We're just trying to balance out our breath. So we're getting a full inhale and an even full exhale every time. Most people will have a tendency to be just more akin to like be an inhaler or an exhaler. Like I've just noticed, especially from my days of doing a lot of like one-to-one yoga sessions and things like that, breaking down breath is some people just naturally just either breathe, you know, inhale more or exhale more. So we're just balancing that. So for a lot of people, that'll be an inhale for four or an exhale for four, inhale for five, exhale for five. We are just really just trying to balance out the inhale and the exhale. So picking any count and what that feels natural to you, and then making your inhale and exhale even in length. That's a really simple one. I find that works really well. Like when you're trying to just kind of come into your body, you're trying to quiet the mind and like focus in, it just kind of helps to like just smooth everything out and kind of bring you into that moment. 
Now, one of my favorite activating breaths is going to be the um, three-part inhale. So it's where you inhale a third, like you fill up one third, and then you inhale two thirds, and then you inhale, you know, that final third, and then you're going to take an, a natural exhale. So it'll be like inhale, inhale a second third, inhale all the way, and then so it's kind of that tends to be a little bit more activating because we're focusing on the inhale. So take away from here, the inhale is activating, the exhale is deactivating. So focusing on the inhale during a breath is going to activate you energetically. Focusing on the exhale will deactivate you energetically. And then having them even or equal amounts of focus on each is just going to be that net neutral kind of balanced um, energetic breath. But I like to do this three-part inhale. So Inhale, fill up a third, another little inhale, two thirds, that final third filling up, and then a breath out to kind of activate energetically clear and get things moving. So if I feel like my energy is feeling a little bit like stagnant, um, I might use, you know, a few rounds of that, that activating breath. Um, so that's one that I personally really like and that I think is very simple, but also impactful. I'd only do maybe 10 to 15 rounds of that one just because what usually if you're doing an activating breath, if you do too many, you can feel a little bit lightheaded um, or you can kind of feel a little bit like off where like a relaxation breath, you just kind of get like more and more relaxed and sleepy, which, you know, may or may not be a bad thing. I don't know. But um, that activation breath, I'd maybe do 10 or 15 rounds of that. Some of my other favorite breath techniques for meditation is going to be just that traditional following the pathway of your breath. So following the air as it moves in and out of your body, completely effortless, but feeling the breath beginning at the tip of the nose and moving in through the nose, across the sinuses, down the throats to the lungs on the inhale, and then following the breath as it reverses itself on the exhale. So leaving the lungs, moving up the throat, across the sinuses, out the nose. This one, because it is so simple, I think introduces a lot of opportunity to get distracted, which isn't a bad thing. We, you know, we welcome the distractions here. They make us stronger. They cultivate our ability to focus and to return from distractions. Um, but it can sometimes, you know, invite opportunity for the mind to wander and that's okay. Another one of my favorites is going to be like some kind of a breath and visualization. So I actually really like something called um, orbital breath, which I think I've shared on the Patreon. I think there's an orbital breath meditation there. I don't think I've shared on the main feed, but it's one where you really have to focus in on your breath and you watch this like little moon kind of orbit up and down your body. So like inhale, it kind of orbits up the front of the body. Exhale, it goes down the back side of the body. And I find this one really, again, simple, but tricky because you have to really stay with that like little ball of light, that, that moon, that visualization as you inhale and as you exhale and watching it kind of orbit up the front of the body and, and the back side of the body. And then I think my, let's see, another one of my favorites, I really like to use breath as a tool to challenge my concentration, I find it's really useful for that, is going to be counting my breaths. So when I breathe in, I think inhale one, and when I breathe out, exhale two. 
And I try to count without getting distracted or losing what number I'm on from one to 100 and then count back from 100 back down to one. It is way harder than you think because in theory, if we're taking like an inhale and an exhale, you know, every second, it should only take us like three minutes or less to count to 100. And then in theory, three minutes or so to like count back down and I don't know. I find it to be much more challenging than that. It, it takes me a while to really count all the way up and, and down and not lose my track. So anytime I lose focus, then I'll return again at one. And it's really challenging, but I like the challenge. And I feel like it really makes my, you know, my focus muscles or my prefrontal cortex, like really work on like focusing there. I think those are my favorite, like beginner meditation, like true, just like kind of basic, simple meditation practices. I do think that breath in general is such a foundational piece to meditation. It's very hard to write a guided meditation or lead a meditation or even practice meditation without having any breath associated with it. Even if it's like taking a few deep cleansing breaths or doing a few minutes of connecting with your breath, like it's really hard to do like a full well-rounded meditation practice or write one or lead one without any breath component because I think it's just so essential to meditation and it also really helps to elevate the practice and work not only on a physical level but an energetic level. So if you've never tried a breath meditation before, I encourage you to try it. I'll be doing a guided one on Sunday. There's also lots of other ones on this podcast feed, but even during your own time, like just see where you're breathing, play around with it, check in with it, um, you know, try to count your breaths. That's a good one too for if you wake up in the middle of the night and you're having a hard time falling asleep, try doing the count to 100 and count back down. It's like kind of like counting sheep, but like the meditation version. But give it a try where the only thing you focus on for your meditation for your 10 minutes or whatever you're doing is your breath and see how it feels. See if you like it. Um, hopefully we you know, have something to think about now. This gave you some food for thought. We understand breath and meditation a little bit more. And I appreciate you being here so much. Thank you for joining me. And if I see you on the 13th for the at-home retreat or on the replay, that would be beautiful. If not, that's beautiful too. And I hope that you're having a wonderful day.